Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You know, our, our, we're here today to have fun. We always do, you know, talking about small business stuff. And, you know, we're business coaches. We, we have a company that's called MVP, Most Valuable Player. Now, it's Maximum Value Player. Maximum Value <laughs> Partner. That's a Jackie Partner. You know, we, we've started companies. We've bought companies. We've sold them. We've coached them. You know, it, it's, uh, there isn't too much we haven't seen or done with the small businesses. And we'll define small businesses as from 1 to 25 employees. And we can help you out with that. Now, I'm here today with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. We've been together almost 15 years now, or around 15 years, somewhere at that stop point. That's right. We're in there 15 years. How you doing, years. Adam? I'm doing fantastic, <laughs> Jack. How about you? I'm yeah, good we've been, today. we've been together 15 years, and Jack will get the name right eventually. It's Maximum Value Partners. It's MVP for short, because that keeps it short and sweet and easy to remember, right? Um, as you said, we've been doing this with, with coaching owners of small companies, uh, which we define as 1 to 25 employees. have lots of stories to share um, from those coaching uh, annals, but also from our own experience of owning and operating companies as well. And you're always invited to be part of the show. Uh, we're here live, noon to 1, every Monday uh, here in the studio. The number here is 440-946-9468. That's 440-946-WINT. And uh, yeah, the ceiling's the, falling down. <laughs> <that's> right. <laughs> We'd like you to be part of the show if you have a question. We, as, you, as you know, if, if, you, if you've been listening to the show for a little while, uh, we'd like to focus on how questions. And we'd like to get owners unstuck from that state of how. And we've been focusing recently on just having different how right, questions. Why do we we'll do that? About. Why do we do that with those how questions, Adam? They're infinite. Because we hear those, you know, I, I guess if we tried to record them every day, Jack, I could probably have dozens a day of, of how questions that we hear. From our clients and, and and owners of small companies, so many, so many of them. Yeah, how do I make a profit plan? How do I get better people? How do I handle this IRS notice? How do I? How do I? How do I? Yeah, how yeah. do I? Never how do stops. I have people who aren't family. How, you know, how do I do that interview? How do I do those kind of things? How do I fire my brother? You know, there's all kinds of good stuff that kind of comes up, and we could touch on a lot of those. Um, and, we, and we and we do over time here, uh, but we we like to focus on at least one to kind of start with, and we'll see where it goes. But again, if you have your own how questions you're, you want to throw out there, something you've been you've been struggling with here that, that's come up that maybe it's new for you or you haven't gotten the the answers you're looking for from either your folks internally or whoever your advisors are. It could be your spouse or siblings or your your attorney or CPAs and give you the answer that you think makes sense. We'd be happy to kind of try to address that. So you can give us a call, like I said, here in the studio at 440-946-9468. Or if you want to get us online, you can do that by email at radio at MaximumVP.com or hit us up on the website at MaximumVP.com forward slash how nice little uh, uh form there you can fill out and submit to us and we'll be happy to kind of address it on the air here so we got a we, we got a how question today but how do you go about buying a company right it's a good question that's right. a very good question and we, we've had a lot of experience with that so for those of you who, who who aren't familiar with our story or aren't familiar with with jack's story for sure you know jack has personally bought fixed up and sold five companies and we've we've coached Dozens of people on, on buying companies. I spent 10 years in Wall Street to help, help people buy companies and sell companies as well. But, we, but we, we, we've been there and done it. And one of the things we try to focus people on is buying companies right. You so, know, so, so many people would like to buy a company. They probably dream about it and talk about it. But they, they'll, they will usually hear it costs too much money. And that's not true. We know that for sure. And it depends. You have to be systematic about it. You have to 
engage, and you once you start doing that, you gain confidence and amazing. It's just amazing the opportunities out there to buy a company. Well, that's why I framed the question as I did, which is buying your right. So buy the company right. Buying it so right. What does that mean, Jack? When I say buying you it right, you mean write a big check. Somebody's asking no, 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 a couple no. hundred the other thousand right, for the, other the company. R I G H T, not W R I T E. The different right. <laughs> That's good. That's right. That is right. So how do you buy it right? How do you buy it, you know, because, again, that's key. That's, that's true if you buy anything. You know, if you, for, for those of you who bought a car or have bought a house, well, again, if, if you buy it right, and we always have this very palate-cleansing question that we start with whenever we talk about buying companies, and that is if they gave it to you. If they gave it to you. You know, picture that again, going back to a car or a house or whatever it might be. If somebody just gave it to you, would you take it? See, that's a mind-altering process here. You have to understand what that means if they gave it to you. Most people say, well, no one's going to give me a car and, and uh, just walk away. Well, of course not. So the whole idea behind this is to basically structure an offer for that company that's going to be the equivalent of getting it for nothing or getting it for minimal money down and money that's guaranteed. And it's not that hard to do. But you can't go out and, and visit one or two opportunities and say, hey, there's no opportunities out there. You've got to turn over rocks, as we say, and, and be constantly engaging and looking for deals. And you'll find them. Now, they might not be what you're starting f with, with uh, a, a target, but most people don't have realistic targets. They don't know what they want when they start looking for a little company. So once you do, then it becomes fun. A lot of fun. Okay, so let's you know we'll get into this today, and, 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 and I'd like to get into some details. We've talked about this before, Jack, in terms of this, and we've kind of framed it a little bit. But uh, there's so much to it, and I, I got to believe if you if you have had a a bad story with buying a company, or if you know somebody that has, I, I guarantee you that they probably did not buy it right. They probably bought it wrong. So what does buying it wrong look like? Well, a couple things. One is they probably paid too much up front. You know, they, 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 they may have tapped all their resources. If you're going in to buy a company and you're tapping into all your, all your savings, all your borrowing power, if you're going to friends and family and borrowing money from them, you're, again, you're tapping every resource possible to just get in the door. The well, the, are, the flag go should be, well. be going up, no question about it. You know, they're, they're, uh, you know buying, buying it right again, you know, we like to break, break these opportunities into two pieces. One is price, one is terms. So somebody will say, well, what did you pay for that? And you give them the price. Oh, my God, you overpaid for that. Well, not really. If the terms offset that and I didn't have to put a lot of my own cash or resources into it, I could structure this company because of my knowledge and I could run it successfully and have it pay for itself just from the profits and my knowledge. So hold on. So you talk about price and terms. I'm guessing we may have lost people at that, Jack. All right, so... The price is the is the dollar amount. So hey, I want a half million bucks for my company. I want to buy this for a half a million bucks. Okay, that's the price. Okay, correct though. All right. So the terms are going to be what? So typically, if, if I'm asking for half a million bucks for my company, I'm hoping. I'll, I'll use that term hoping versus expecting. I'm I'm hoping you're going to come in with a big bag of cash or write me a check or wire me half a million bucks today. At close. That's, that's, what, like that that's what I think as a seller, yeah. yeah. And, and as a buyer, that's the last thing I want right. to do if I'm a, a well-versed, knowledgeable buyer. That's right. Unless, unless you think the company is really worth a couple million bucks. Then you might 
buy it for half a million bucks cash down. Well, that's true. And again, the skeptics out there will say, oh, no, yeah, that'll never happen. No, it happens. It happens a lot. <laughs> it happens for a lot of different reasons, but it happens. So, yeah, so focusing on, on the price and the terms part of it, and it's key to understand which is more important for the seller. Which is more important? And uh, from a timing standpoint, as far as how soon they, they, they would like the cash, if they have somebody who's got a health issue, chances are they're going to want more money sooner versus being more patient and waiting. If I have somebody who just wants to get out of there, Okay, well, they might be willing to wait for some money to come this, just from the relief of being able to step away from the day-to-day -day operations. Well, this sounds like a simple question, but how do you know what they want? You make them an offer, Jack. That's right. That's the best way to make it. You That's can talk right. to them about it. Not but a fancy saying. offer in writing and one that you have to run to your lawyer to. And, I put and it in writing, but keep it to a page or less, a couple, couple sentences. Keep it a simple right? little uh, non-binding letter of intent. Mm -hmm. That's uh, And you can find these forms on on a, a lot of legal zoom type uh, programs here and it's the way to get out there and engage and sort of uh, move this opportunity to a much better level where people are starting to be serious about talking about it yeah, Jack and I are not attorneys we just have been involved in so many different kinds of deals we know how these things tend tend to look and feel and and getting something in writing in black and white is very helpful with this process and you can lay out the, the price and the terms so in this case I'm willing to pay half a million bucks Jack but I'll I'll pay it to you over the course of the next 10 years. I'll pay you 5,000 bucks a month, whatever it's going to be, over the next 10 years. And now, now, Jack can tell me to go pound salt, or he may come back and negotiate that with me. And That's how he comes like. back, That's how he right. comes back to me, usually, again, if he says no, it'll be he'll say no because whatever. Either the price wasn't right or the terms, but he'll tell me how he's feeling. So I know which one's more important to him. Hey, you know, that's crazy waiting 10 years. Okay, well, well you want more money now. Okay, well, hey. Then I might adjust the price. Sure. I'll give you more, more money terms. now, and the price comes down. Yeah. I can afford to do that, and that's what I want to do. That's okay. But, you know, I'll, I really don't want to offend you, Jack. If you get mad at me, you may start to yell at me or tell me what a jerk I am. or you know. I, you know how many times do we do heard that. that, Adam? How many? I don't want to embarrass this guy. Well, wait a minute. How are you going to embarrass him? Well, they want if you want themselves. X and he wants X plus, <laughs> you're not embarrassing anybody. You know? It's a deal. And, and it's amazing how few people who say they want to get a company will go out and try to get one. you got to take that first step. you got to start going out and engaging people who own companies to be able to buy one. That's right. We already started there. We kind of jumped ahead in terms of how do you start to negotiate already. We haven't, well, how do you find one? Do we, do you, That's a good you know, question. So we, you know, we have, you know, how, how do you find them? Then once you do find them, how do you start to figure out what it's worth and making an offer to it? And then you start to negotiate it and you close it. There's a lot of steps along the way to make this thing happen. But... In our minds, and this is for folks who, who currently do not have a company but kind of want to have a company of their own, at that point you're looking at either buying a company or starting a company. And we will contend that to buy a company is a much faster way to profitability than starting a company. I don't care how good your idea is, it's going to take a lot longer and a lot more money to get that startup going than it will to buy a company right and to get it to where it's making profit for you. So try to keep that in mind. But it's not only for the folks who are, who are looking to get started. The folks looking to grow their company, you can start a new division of your company, or you can add on to it by, by buying somebody subsidies. else. Absolutely. Best way to increase sales for a small business. So maybe when we come back from the break here, Jack, we can talk a little bit, a little bit about where do you go kind of find some of these things. We've already kind of touched about, Good, uh, absolutely. about kind of how, how to go about negotiating or maybe making an offer for it. But how do you go about finding some of these things? We can share maybe some of your stories from personally doing it. 
as well as some of our clients who've helped coach through it. We've so, got anybody out there who's got a question and is curious and has had a little experience trying to buy a company, give us a call. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back uh, from the break very shortly. Uh, the number is 440-946-9468. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from a state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business. We know you got them. Give us a call. Participate in the program. We can have some fun. Today we're talking about how do you buy a friggin' company? How do you how do, do you buy that? It? How do you buy it right, Jack? Don't forget that part of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's pretty important, isn't it, Adam? <laughs> All right, and if you want to get us here in the studio, we're here live every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. The number here is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. And before we came to break, we were talking about how do you go find a company first. I wanted to start there. We started getting into the negotiations and, and valuing a little bit. But I want to talk about where do you find a company. So you, so you personally bought and fixed up uh, five companies, Jack. Where would you go find those things? Boy, all over the place, Adam. The very first place to start still today, is the business opportunities of the local newspaper. Absolutely. Newspapers? Uh, oops, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, they still have some of those. You're right. Okay, even yeah, Whoever bought those newspapers out have a, have a business ops section, they business do. opportunity. The biggest challenge, the first challenge, is finding the business opportunity section. And for those of you who are more modern, you know, it's kind of like the old version of Craigslist, all right? That's what it looks <laughs> like, the old classified section. That's right. That's so right. So, chances are you're looking through the classified section, that's a good... Yeah, because it took me, I, I remember when we first went through this probably 12 years ago, you, you know, it took me, that yeah, was my first test, so we'll see if you can find, see if you find, can find the biz ops section, right? I'm like, where the heck is the place, right? I'm looking through it, and there it was in the back of the classified section. They're, they're there in, in modern version today, and every week there's new ones added, and the old ones taken off. There's just a regular stream of them. And you don't start with a fancy list of, here are 15 points that I want for my business. Yeah. You just start and pick and get engaged. Start meeting small business owners who are trying to sell their business. So start it's with, exciting, s- quite start frankly. Start with the Sunday, su- the, 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 the Sunday version of it. Usually that's the biggest one as far right. as we go. So it's pick up Sunday, your, 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 your local newspaper, anything within, you know, whether it be 30 minutes, so you have a big, you know, find a couple of papers and buy them and take a look through that. Make it a point, make it a point to circle if or identify several, at least four or five, and make it a point that following week to call up every one of those, even if it doesn't seem like something you want. You don't want a bar restaurant, but that's all that's listed that week. Or, you know, you don't want the the sound of this company, but that's all that listed. Call and ask about it. Adam said earlier, what if they gave you a company? Would you take it? What if somebody, as you, you called them up, and you went out and visited them, and it's a bar and restaurant, and you hate bars and restaurants. But what if in discussing the, the, the purchase of this company, the guy said, I got to get out of here so fast, I'm going to give you this place. All I need is X bucks, few hundred bucks, few thousand bucks, and it's yours. That's what happens. That's what happens often, and we're not kidding about that. 
That's what happened. That's how I bought the first company I had. Right, through, so through, through business opportunities, that's one. That's one place to go. Let's keep on tasking for a second. So where else? Where did you go <laughs> to find them? So you had four of the ones that, that you found too. So the first one was was through the biz ops section. Where else did you find? Companies? Well, through that, through that, I was able to buy the company through the IRS that was foreclosing on this company. Okay, so the IRS is another place to go. That's right. So they're going to foreclose for folks who aren't paying their taxes, most likely. That's right? correct, and it gets carried far enough away, and the company was was in trouble enough where you could buy it almost for nothing. So, That's a great story, but we won't so, get yeah, into I'll say it. Just today. as a quick aside here, so one of, the, one of the pushbacks we often get from folks and is, uh, you know, Jack was alluding to this, you know, circling companies and placing phone calls to companies, right? And it's like, okay, well, you know, what do I say to them? So I'm going to skip right over that. And, and if you want to call your local <laughs> IRS office, because, of course, that's a, that's a phone call everybody wants to make. Right? You, you want to call the IRS and let them know that you're out there. But call them in and ask them about companies that, that they might have that are, that, that are um, you know, delayed on tax payments. Maybe they're, they're, they're scheduled to kind of close them down. That are moving to close down yeah. and be auctioned off or just close down and, and see liquidated. If you can find that, see if you can find that person who's, who's in that department there. Because chances are they're not going to be listed on some website. You've got to place a few phone calls and dig around a little bit and see if you can find oh, that person. Oh, but today that's a tough find. But you can find. You've got to be persistent. And, and there's lots of them. Another place in the same kind of concept are banks. You know, there there is a dirty little secret, and that's that's one of the things we like to talk about from time to time. But you know, banks make bad loans. Did you know that, Adam? They've I, now I've heard bankers say, Jack, that they've never made a bad loan. That's what I've heard too. But the companies go bad. The the, the loans go bad. It wasn't a bad loan when it started. The loan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. what they say. That's their caveat. I've never made a bad loan, but. Sometimes loans go bad. So what happens if uh, you go in there and you, you get a $200,000 loan for your company and all of a sudden things don't go right and you can't pay back the, the 200000 and you got other cash issues and your company's in trouble? You know what happens, Jack? You get a call from Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons? Because you get the workout group calling you up. That's right. <laughs> They're calling you up, so let's go work out. Wait, wait, uh, uh, uh. wait, wait. Well, I don't want to work out. Well, no, no, we're we're gonna work out. Uh, those those departments those in aren't. a bank have more names, and they're they're also just like the IRS. They're often hard to find. So if you go into a, a banker friend of yours and say, "Hey, could you introduce me to the troubled loan department?" It's Richard Simmons. That's they don't have troubled loans. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they do have troubled loans. And if you are a legitimate player, meaning you you have credit worthiness yourself, you have decent enough business experience, you have a contact or two in the bank, all of a sudden you can be looking at opportunities within that bank to be introduced to, we're, we're talking yeah. troubled companies right now, but companies that are having operating issues, and usually those can be bought low. Also, right is the, the question, that always applies, but they can usually buy, be bought low and often without guarantees. They can be some very, very nice opportunities there. Okay, so biz ops section, IRS, and the workout departments of banks. That's right. So a modern version of the of the biz ops section would probably be something like a bizbysell.com. They, they, they seem to be one of the best. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you go online, whether you use Google or whatever else you use, kind of search for buying companies, chances are you'll get a, a listing of different websites that are there. As I mentioned earlier, you know the the, the, the classified sections or the Craigslist. Well, Craigslist will actually have things on there for sale or eBay. There's enough things online to kind of look around that they'll have different listings like that as far as ways to kind of go check out and try to find opportunities that are out there. So here, here you want to buy a company, Adam, and here are 
three or four areas that you can find them. Can so what's holding you back uh, right now? Let me give you one more, and then we, okay. can, we can move on, All which right. is uh, brokers, business brokers. Okay, back in uh, my days in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my days in New York, we used to be called investment bankers, and some of the more high-end guys are call themselves that. If you call them a broker, they get all mad at you. But again, a broker is just like a uh, real estate broker. In fact, that's where most of them came from. They used to, you know, they started selling commercial real estate, and they evolved. And hey, I got a company here too, and they started to sell companies too. Seen it many times. Right. So if you look for like a local business broker association, you know. We're here in the Cleveland area, and we've got one called the Ohio Business Broker Association, the OBBA. Uh, but if, you know, no matter where you are in the country, chances are you probably have a, a business broker association as part of the state or probably part of your, your your locality. And you can find, you know, to, to Jack's point, there are probably dozens or hundreds of folks that are part of that. And chances are there's probably a handful that are pretty good. And so uh, the, the pretty good folks are ones that are going to actually have a package pulled together. Package? Oops, wait a minute now. What, <laughs> what kind of package are you talking about? Yeah, much like when you go in to, 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 to buy a house with somebody, they're, they're going to pull together a little package talking about the, the, the market, <laughs> what's you know, going on with the, the, the property itself. Same thing's true for a company. They're going to tell you about the history of the company and the, and the numbers that are there and the story and why things are being sold. They're going to do a, a good, little bit a of stuff. A good broker will have that. A lot of them aren't good, and they don't even know what you're asking for when you say, hey, you got a package. That's right. They're going to say, well, you know, you know, they're asking X for the company. Well, why do they want that? Well, that's what they asked for. So I kind of threw it up there, and they have that MLS uh, kind of mindset to it. So those are the five places, I guess, to, to kind of go. So the, the, the biz ops section, the IRS, the banks, um, the – what was the fourth one I said? I forget what the fourth one was. Oh, like biz, buy, sell, those kind of things, kind of Google right. that stuff, and then going <laughs> to local business brokers. So those are five areas that are good to kind of go, and I guarantee you – if you spend some time there, you're going to have dozens, if not hundreds, of opportunities that are going to be there to start to kind of look at these kind of things. So Easy. That's just how you start. So That's let's start right. there. And then when we come back, Jack, we can talk about a little bit more about how do you start to then kind of engage with these folks and kind of get get out there before you know to actually start getting those opportunities to go from being something, whether it be online or on a piece of paper, to becoming a real live opportunity. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from those many how questions that you have. That's right. Give us a call when we get back from break here, 440-946-9468. And stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. She's a hard-loving woman, but me feeling me. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, most valuable player. Remember that. We're business coaches, and we can help small business owners like yourself get unstuck from right. a state of how. And we're here live in studio every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. You can reach us here at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. W-I-N-T. If you don't want to talk to us live in the air, feel free to shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or hit us up online at MaximumVP.com forward slash how. There's a place there to fill out a form and get your how questions submitted to us. I'd be happy to kind of go through it on the air. So we're, what we're talking about today is how do you go about buying a company right? And we've touched on a handful of places to go find those opportunities in terms of what's listed out there. Now, the next step is how do you actually start to engage somebody here, Jack, in order to make sure it turns from just being something on paper on the screen to an actual opportunity, a living, breathing opportunity for you? You know, it's amazing how many people are afraid to make a phone call. Usually there's a phone call information what, what listed. What do you mean? What do you do with the phone? Got to pick how it up. First thing you do is pick <laughs> it up. 
Yellow, right? I think it's, I think it's heavy. <laughs> I got text on this thing and message and face chat mm-hmm. and Snapgram and everything yeah, else. You, but you pick, well, everyone doesn't have a smartphone, especially people buying companies. <laughs> <laughs> they have dumb phones instead or what? That's they have right. landlines? That's right. All right. Well, you start with a phone, whatever condition it's in, whatever style it is, and you're going to make a call because chances are there's a phone number for getting initial contact versus an email versus a text versus all other means of trying a, to communicate. <laughs> how, about a, how about a rotary dial phone, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> Come back to one of our first clients we helped buy a company. That he, he and Jack had, a, had an ongoing joke about mm-hmm. rotary dial phones. and uh, <laughs> He bought a company about nine months after mm-hmm. he first started looking and has bought several since and done very, very well for himself. So Yeah, yeah rotary dial that. phones. That was you a know, great so picture. The, the, there are a few of those out there that are, you know, we, we had to go to a toy store to find one because you can't find one at the, at, the, at, the, at the phone stores anymore. But just start with that. Chances are there's going to be a phone number. Whatever the means of contact, you have to start to engage. That's the operative word, and it's a big word, engage. It doesn't do any good to sit here and look at, at all these companies in the business ops section and say, I don't like any of those. Get out there and engage, okay. even a pizza shop. You know, we love pizza shops. Pizza like shops pizza, are yeah. way, ways to uh, <laughs> like uh, to get going. What wait if somebody gave you a pizza shop? Would what you take I, it out? What, you know, of course, I like pizza. Even a bad one, whatever yeah. that means. If it's bad, <laughs> you can't fix bad pizza. <laughs> so what do you wait? So what do you say? If I'm picking up the phone, I'm, I'm calling you, Jack. You're calling me. I'm the owner of that pizza shop. I'm calling you. Or yeah, you're, you're calling ca- me. I don't know. What do you, however you want to do this. You want to call me? Why don't you call I'll me? I'll call you. Hello, Adam. What? Is your name Adam? What? No. I'm looking at I'm looking at this biz op section here and I see a company for biz sale op with section. this. What phone are you talking number. about? Who who is this again? What are you, some curmudgeonly old man who here? Do I got the right number? You're selling the company or aren't you? Yeah, selling the company. Who are you? I'm somebody who's interested in buying it. I need oh. some information on this this company. What do you want? Why don't you come over? We'll talk about stuff. Or you know, wh- well, I don't know where you are. Tell me a little bit about it. You don't give too much information. I got time. I got, I got somebody. I got I got a line full of people <laughs> here. Yeah, I thought you were calling with the with, with, with the, my big lunch where I got coming here. Yeah, what's your name again? You having a bad day, bud? <laughs> <laughs> time for this. What's it's your some, name again? Sometimes you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get strange people on the other end of the line. So they're they're putting money out to advertise a company, and basically. The wrong person answers the phone, or the wrong attitude answers the phone. That's, That's one. Right. A curmudgeonly old man called Adam. So <laughs> it's usually right. not like that, but it's often like that. And that can discourage you. Now, it shouldn't discourage you. It, it should just uh, make you more resolved to basically pick up the phone and, again, dial the next one on the, the business ops. All right, what do you want to offer me, Jack? Well, I don't know enough about this company, so tell me a little bit about it, Adam. What is it? What it's are you trying to sell? It's the best company ever. The best pizza you could ever imagine. It's uh, fantastic, Jack. You should offer me a million bucks for this thing. Yeah? Well, where is it located? Wherever it's located, it'll be okay. I'll come over there and meet you. All, all right. right? Make sure you bring your checkbook, all right? So I don't need to get much information because I'm not going to get a whole lot of information other than what's for sale roughly. Sometimes I'll get a price. Sometimes I'll get a little background on it, but i got to go visit it. Or have something emailed to me, and in some fa- form or another, got to move this along. All right, so it's a very key thing you just said there, Jack, which is you got to go visit it. Why is that key? Big part of the of the psychology here is you wanna you wanna be able to see yourself in that place. So again, you start to imagine, okay, can I can I see myself? 
whether it be coming in here every day or, or, or multiple times a week, wherever it might be, that can you see yourself owning this place? And it's hard to, uh, to put your finger on it until you go in there and you look around a little bit and just kind of see. Because well, sometimes things fit well or you know, it has a sense for it. or it, it, Who knows what kind of memories it might bring up for in terms of, hey, yeah, I feel good or don't feel good about this place. Well, the, the, the great clarifier is it depends. So if you're looking at a big purchase price in terms that, that seem to be uh, a little unfavorable to you, you're not going to see yourself nearly as much as if those two key points are somewhat in your favor, but you, that's right. You gotta go. You gotta go into it, and you gotta see yourself there. Well, that's why. That's like hold on. That's why it's important for our our, our point about if they gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Again, picture them giving it to you. Picture however you however you need to picture that. That if if they gave me this company, could I see myself there? Because if you if you couldn't see yourself there, you stop. You stop and before you, you, and you, you know that, any further. That rarely happens. You can usually make yourself see yourself there. In almost any opportunity, if the price were right, if they gave it to you, yeah, you, you can there. rationalize that. So the the key is, how do you find deals like that? Well, you don't go out looking for deals like that per se, although you can. But you want to go out and you want to educate yourself to the variety of opportunities out there in the small business world. And there's a lot of them. All right, so it starts with a phone call. Phone I agree. Call. Phone call, and sometimes they, they they may not let you do a phone call. They may be, and depending which of the handful of, of, of folks we talked about, if you're going through like a broker, often there might be a form to go fill out, or they have email. Or, but yeah, you, you want to reach out and get the idea and the goal of that phone call, the email, the letter, whatever you're going to do, is to get out and see the place. That's right. That's and right. And if you can beforehand, you want to ask for the package. You want to get the package, Jack. <laughs> so what does that mean? What am I looking for in a package? Not Josh McCowan's package. You no, want looking, to see the package. I'm looking for <laughs> You want details. to see the package that's going to summarize the, the opportunity that you're looking at. Now, often in this very imperfect world of small businesses, you're not going to get much of a package because they don't know how to pull one together. Right. That's both the broker and the person selling the company. Yes. So they're going to have stuff that they don't quite know what it means. They don't know how to present a company. So that, again, moves to your favor in terms of uh, an operation or an opportunity here because you can start to define what you're getting and the price that they probably quote that they're selling it for isn't going to be based on anything but nonsense. Those are the kind of meetings you want. You got to get to those meetings to gain confidence. Well, again, quite frankly, yeah, people, yeah, people will, will will deflect. We know this from our personal experience. They'll deflect and they'll delay. And first of all, placing that phone call, Jack, because they aren't sure what that sounds like. But the idea is, hey, you're trying to get them to tell you what's going on, and your your goal there is to get an appointment to sit down and talk to them. When you're looking for a package, we can't go into detail right now because it would take the entire show to go through that. But if you if you go to our website, there's a there's a link there for our seven keys to success. It lays out kind of what the seven keys are that you would expect to see in a package. Everything from the vision to the financials to the to the marketing plan to the organization plan, you know, what they're about from a leadership or culture standpoint, kind of cash flow issues. You know, again, how do they present their their, their company? Uh, to, to, to Jack's point earlier, chances are they might only have a, you know, a, a paragraph or two about the company or what the products are. They may give you some brochures or whatever it might be. 
Uh, maybe they give you some tax returns. Again, you're just going to be pieces and parts of those seven keys. But that's what you're kind of looking for. That's the kind of questions you want to understand in terms of what the company is about to get your get your bearings about you. See, that's that's where the opportunities exist. You know, a, a great group of people who who would really do well and often do are business uh, executives, people who have you know been manager level in many businesses that have been laid off or downsized for whatever it is to go out and look at companies and test themselves, test their knowledge. And quite often, an accomplished business person, and we aren't talking big fancy pants kind of guys, we're talking about salt of the earth. They're pretty good. And they don't think of themselves as getting a company. They don't think of themselves being wealthy enough or have enough resources or taking a big chance. And it's not that ominous once you start to kick the tires, so to speak, on these companies. Well, chances are what they'll find is they'll be surprised at how the owner either doesn't have the information available that they might be asking about or can't answer the questions or they don't think about the business from that standpoint. That's not how they were trained. That's not what they are necessarily good at. If they're, if they're a pizza shop, chances are they're pretty good at making pizzas. Uh, maybe they're good at sales. Or it might be, but they, you know, usually they aren't necessarily thinking about it in terms of how an executive, whether it be fancy pants or not fancy pants, kind of thinks about stuff. So to your point, Jack, until you get out there and start to talk to some folks, you don't know how good you are yet. That's right. That's, that's a big, big revelation when you get out there. And, and chances are, if you've moved along to where you, you've got the opportunity, you're pretty good to get to that point. So phone call, old-fashioned phone calls, folks. Kind of get it. And sometimes you might call and the phone keeps on ringing. Now you call back at a different time. That's Pick a different time of the day. Usually first thing in the morning or later in the day often is a good time to get somebody because during the course of the day, chances are part of the reason why they might be selling it is because they're busy working in the business and they're busy doing that stuff, so they're, they're, they're helping to produce the product or service. So they might not be available to you during the, during the normal course of the day. But if you call them at 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning before the day kind of starts, they'll probably be there. Or you call them 7 o'clock at night, chances are they're probably going to be there and they'll be available to, to, to take your phone call. All right, stay tuned. We come back for our last segment, Jack. We can get back to where we started here a little bit in terms of how do you kind of put put offers out there, start to negotiate a little bit. I think that would be helpful for, for folks as well. Sure. So stay tuned uh, for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. That's what we've been saying all day, and we're still business coaches right now. We can help you get unstuck from that state of how. That's right. Give us a shout here in the studio, 440-946-9468. Uh, again, stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from that state of how. As a business owner, I know every day you have tens of, maybe more, questions that start with, how do I? I know they run through your mind. We can help you with those. We, we love helping the small business owners get unstuck. What do you think, Adam? Absolutely. And that how question we've been delving into today, Jack, is how do I buy a company? And from our standpoint, how do you buy a company right? And we've touched on places you can go to kind of find those companies. We've talked about how do you start to take that what's an opportunity on paper and make it a real opportunity. So you play some phone calls, and then what do you do now? So now all of a sudden, we've, we've gotten to the point where they found some opportunities, they played some phone calls, made some visits. I kind of am interested in this company, Jack. Oh, now what do I do? How's the time? Now what do I do? You mentioned well, something in the first segment about uh, binding something or other. I mean, what were you talking about back then? 
Binding. I know what you're talking about. The non-binding. Oh, non-binding. Okay. See, a, a non-binding letter of intent takes the, the process a little step forward. Uh, it's it's one thing to go in and do a lot of talking, but it's another thing to do a lot of talking and then, then back it up with some type of offer, some type of written document. Now, how tight that is or how, how strong that document is uh, depends. And we, we recommend that you prepare a non-binding letter of intent. That means you're, you're putting the terms and the price and maybe a couple of different points in writing with the idea that you want this taken off the market where you can now talk to the owner and do your thing to try to negotiate, do your due diligence. We, we don't advise spending a lot of time doing due diligence until this non-binding letter of intent is is signed and agreed to because that means now the owner is he's interested in you and you're interested in him and the kind of stuff you're talking about is is reasonable you know reasonable differences are there and your your period of due diligence is going to find that that either you're comfortable or you aren't all right hold on a second jack because you're you know you're assuming one thing's happened already at that point which Which one which is you've asked the owner what do you want for your company jack that's true. You're going to ask them that, and, and what's amazing in this marketplace, this is all new to me. Uh, in my time in Wall Street, we never put a price tag on the company. We'd say, well, hey, you're a sophisticated buyer. You tell them what you, what you want to offer for the company. But people will, will give you a price tag. That's so usually the case you with ask, small you businesses. Ask, you want to ask two questions. You want to say, well, what do you want for your company, Jack? And then you, you'll give me some answer. Okay. And I say, okay, well, well, would you mind telling me how you came up with that, that price? Oh, that's where you start to lose them. But that's okay. Not lose them in terms of the deal, but lose them in terms of explaining rationally in a business sense how I arrived at this $400,000 purchase price, whatever it is. And that's, you know, that, that's how you start to, to separate, you know, but well, it's some okay. The, well, I, I want to prep people here because one of the things that, 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 that they're, they're going to hear, they're not going to hear, hey, well, I went through here and I, and, I, and I valued it six different ways to do this and I applied, you know, multiple X to the EBTA. You aren't going to hear that most likely. You're going to hear, well, hey, you know, Jack, I've spent the last 30 years of my life kind of investing in this place and put all this kind of time and effort into it. Or that's what I need to retire, Jack. Or hey, you know, this is what I owe. It's my. It's, I owe people. It's, it's, you know, I owe, I, I, I owe my ex-partner. I owe the banks. It's it's some irrational number. That's right. But it's key. Well, because they aren't schooled in doing it. Well, They've never sold the company. Chances are pretty high. But this is key from a psyche standpoint for our folks going in to buy the companies. You got to understand who you're dealing with here. And chances are, so you know, come back to the comment that we, we talked about earlier in terms of hey, I don't want to. I don't want to offend the guy I'm going to make an offer to. I'm thinking, wait a minute, the, the, the guy's giving you a, a, a price or an asking price that's somewhat offensive from that standpoint. There was a how he's you know, asking a million bucks for right. no matter how how <laughs> sophisticated you apply techniques, it's going to be a uh, way way overvalued. Right. That's so you're asking right. you're asking us to kind of get a sense of where their heads at and how they're kind of valuing stuff. And so, um, so you wanted to see what's going on. I, I, I want to delve in a little bit of what you said too, Jack. In terms of diligence, you're going to ask for the the the, the, the pieces of, of this package that, that, that they're going to give you. And what we say is, we, you know, we want to make sure you ask those questions, but we don't want you to dig in deep. So when Jack's saying don't spend a bunch of time on diligence, assume that what they are giving you is accurate. You know, whatever numbers they're showing you, whatever they're talking about from a customer standpoint, whatever they're telling you, assume that what, you're, what they're telling you is accurate and correct. Until until you get some general agreement on the price and terms. Right. That's right. That's what that, that, that non-buying letter intends to do. It's going to give you a basic overview and, and discussion and, and, and the beginnings of the negotiation in terms of price and terms. And what Jack mentioned, too, I don't want to get lost here, is it's going to take that off the market. 
one of the key parts of this non-binding letter of intent is going to say, hey, I have exclusive rights to this company for the next, let's say, 60 days or 90 days, which means that they cannot go out and talk to anybody else during that, 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 that period of time. And that's when you're going to do your due diligence. And if they say something like they have uh, $300,000 in inventory, to Adam's point, you're going to take it at face value. But during your due diligence, that's when you verify this this inventory number or the receivables number or the sales number and the number of people and what they do. That's where your due diligence comes in. And that's very time consuming. And you don't want to start that process until you have something that's in writing where you're both generally agreeing. Now, once you go through due diligence, you can find problems, you can find issues, and, and that's what then you, you talk about and adjust the price and terms. Or, or, or you confirm it once in a while. It yes. happens that people are pretty good, they have their stuff together, they, you confirm stuff. But the, the point here is that you don't want to, you know, we've had clients, we, we, you know, we advise them this way, and, and too many of them have gone too far into that process, right? And what happens at that point is you become, as the buyer, potential buyer here, you become emotionally involved. You become invested from that standpoint. You know, and the, the seller is already very invested because they own the company. And one of the biggest ways to help make sure you're going to negotiate well is for you to not to become emotionally invested in this company. Yeah, once you cross you that line, once you oh. cross that line, you've lost your advantage. So you've got to be very careful when you're going through this process not to uh, tip your hand that way. I mean, it, it's okay to show interest. That's what you're doing. But to basically, you know, uh, give give the impression and give the attitude that, hey, I, I really love this place. And the, the seller picks it up. You're not going to get the, the kind of favorable treatment that you want. I remember our, our, our rotary dial phone guy, you know, the, the first deal he looked at. You know, he, we, we told him this, right? And, and he came back the next week. And he, he literally spent 100 hours between the, the, the time we'd seen him, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. and, you know, doing all kinds of spreadsheet analysis, investigating the marketplace, doing all kinds of stuff, right? He was, he was so emotionally invested in this thing, right? And that, that first thing didn't work out. And he, you know, he, 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 he learned a lesson. He yeah, it's okay, you, uh, you guys are right, but I had to... I'm the kind of guy that's got to learn it by doing it sometimes, and you now and I understand why you said that, so I'll be better next time. And, and, and he was. You know, that whole tendency tends to d defeat the purpose. So, you know, a lot of people go out looking for a small business, and they're pretty well equipped to do it, but they jump in and do detailed diligence too quickly. And, you know, after you go through a few rounds of that, your enthusiasm wanes because, <laughs> you know, that's hard work. It's hard work to do that. Let me finish up with this. We're, I know we're going to finish up the show here shortly, Jack, but uh, to, to really build on what you're making, that point there is people will find reasons not to do the deal. Yes, right? they will. Boy, and, is that true. Yeah. No, no matter what, you can always find reasons not to do the deal. And uh, let me tell you, there's always, there's always pleasant surprises that you have when you buy a company. There's some things that aren't going to necessarily work out as, as planned, but in general you, you'll have some pleasant surprises, whether it be finding cash or receivables laying around no or way. different good people, different stuff that kind of goes on. <laughs> there will often be some pleasant surprises there. But if you go into the with the mindset of trying to find reasons why you want to do this deal. You'll do it. Versus not doing the deal. Because you can always, I don't care how good the deal is going to be, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of people that have found reasons not to do deals that make absolute <laughs> sense, but they find reasons not to do the deal. That's you, right. You Time and sure again. Don't do that. We like to talk pizza shops because you can, you can be world-class. Look at Domino's. Started with a pizza shop. Locally here in Cleveland, pizza, pizza, pizza pan. Pizza pan. Uh, you know, these are success stories that start with a little, little pizza shop bought right and worked on, and, and they never started out looking for those things from, 
from the from the beginning. They were looking for something else, but they didn't know what that something else was. So here they, they started turning over rocks, as we say, making offers, getting comfortable with doing that, and all of a sudden, boom, something hits. You're a small business owner. That's right. So we want to thank you for joining us today on our uh, segment here in terms of how to buy a company right. Again, this is a topic that we talk about a lot with our clients. I'm yeah, sure we we'll might hit this here. again. Yeah, yeah, I like talking about this. So, yeah, we appreciate you for joining us here in the, today's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We're here every week from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. If you have a question in between, you can hit us up on the uh, an email at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call directly here at 877-849-0670. Okay, and we, uh, we do pretty good with our clients. They stay with us for years, literally years, and they move up the ladder of success with us. Why don't you uh, give us a call and we can chat about your business. 877-849-0670. 